A storied CFL franchise. Riley, he's going to keep it. He hits the five. Hey, Edmonton, that's your quarterback. Mike Riley to the end zone. Touchdown, Eskimo. With a loyal and passionate following. We finally can say we're champions. Bring it back to the seat of champions. This is the show that brings you the stories and personalities of the green and gold. Yeah. <laughs> 6.30 chance. This is the Eskimo Show. Now your host, Morley Scott on Eskimos Radio. 6.30 Chad. Rough Riders, Eskimos, let's light this rocket. Riley drops, looks to his right side, now gets some pressure. He'll run to the right side. He's got a couple of riders chasing him. Riley will wait, throw, he's going to the back of the end zone. <laughs> Touchdown, Darrell Walker. And Riley will throw it out, and it is uh, complete to the far side. There we go. Touchdown, Eskimos. Shakir Bell scores his first CFL touchdown, and the Eskimos increase the lead. Durant inside his own end zone to wait for the football. Drops back, pressure's coming down, he goes. Dion Lacey earns himself a somersault, and it's a safety touch. There's Riley dropping back, looks to the right, looks to the left. Is he going to keep it again? Looks like it. Riley's going to run, tries to dive to the end zone, but there we go. Touchdown, Eskimos. Mike Riley does the work himself and takes it to the end zone. The Eskimos start strong, get a win, 33-25 over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. There you have it. Another win for the Eskimos. Make it three in a row. The Eskimos over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders on Friday night. Next up, it's the Labor Day Classic. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Eskimo Show for tonight. Both teams heading into the Labor Day Classic, probably playing their best football of the season. In studio tonight, Eskimo safety Neil King. But before we hear from him, it's head coach Jason Moss and his take on Friday night's win. I think we I think we thought we played well in all three phases uh, for the better parts of the game. I think the third quarter there, they, they got some momentum uh, on us. Uh, offensively, we weren't on the field very much in the third. I think our defense was on there too much. Um, but, you know, they did get some momentum with the onside kick there and, and all that stuff. So, uh, But take that quarter out of it. I thought, you know, all three phases played extremely well. We got after the quarterback. You know, we tackled well. We communicated well on defense. You know, did some really good things. And then offensively, I thought we rushed the ball extremely well. We protected our quarterback, you know, made plays when they were there to be made. And then special teams, I thought Doe had a really good return game. Uh, I thought we, you know, did well. Well, uh, Grant probably had his best game of the year punting it, uh, put him in really bad field position at times. And then, you know, um, was was very solid there. And then, you know, of course, Whitey was Whitey. So uh, I thought, you know, all three phases, like I said, you take out the third quarter and, and parts of it, you know, I thought it was a, a pretty good performance. Yeah, I really like the way you bounce back after the hiccup in the third quarter. You kind of put the put the foot back on the gas pedal in the fourth quarter, both offensively and defensively. You made plays to make sure the game never got out of, got away from you like it had done earlier in the season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we, we had talked about after the Hamilton game that we were going to be um, in that situation again at some point in the season. We really felt like, you know, we're, we're that type of team that we can do that to, to teams. Uh, it was just a matter of learning from it and moving on. And I think we've done, you know, done it twice now where we've been able to get leads on people, you know, have quasi have them get back in it and, and just shut it out again. So uh, absolutely, I thought the fourth quarter, our guys did a great job of, you know, making the plays and turning the momentum back in our favor and then ultimately finishing out the game. Could you have asked for anything more from Shakir Bell in that football game? 
Uh, no, I mean, uh, absolutely not. I mean, I thought he played as about as good as the game he played as a back coming out in on your first game of the season when everyone else has played eight. Um, you know, to, to step in there for John um, and, and perform that well, I think speaks volumes of his work ethic and his buy-in to our offense and our buy-in to our organization. Uh, he continued to work and, and work extremely hard uh, and to be prepared for this mo- that moment and seize the moment. Um, thought our offensive line did a great job opening up holes for him but Shakir you know made stuff there made some things there happen and you know was just really good with the football as well uh, you've really seen a lot in your depth in that position over the last couple of games with with White going out but the way he played early in Toronto then the way Calvin came in and played and, and then the way Shakir played when, when he got a chance to show it's nice to know you got really three guys you can count on back there no question. I mean, it's always good to have backs and have depth, but I think also that shows you what kind of old line we have that, you know, it doesn't matter who's back there. They're going to open up holes for them. And, you know, running backs are running backs. Those guys get paid to run the ball. They get paid to protect. They get paid to do those things. But we have special guys. We understand that. But, you know, I think it also speaks volumes of the type of running uh, old line that we have that, that they're able to to help that situation out as well. Uh, speaking of special guys, we all know you got one at quarterback. I want to talk about a couple of plays that, that uh, uh, Mike Riley made in the football game. First, the the touchdown pass to Darrell Walker and the time he bought for himself using his feet. And then, of course, the touchdown he scored uh, late in the game to kind of seal the deal and get everything back on track. I, I know the day before the game, we sat in the booth and talked to you about the fact that you can have a perfect defense against your team sometimes, but the feet of your quarterback, Mike Raleigh, just eliminates everything and makes plays. And, and two great examples of that. No question. I mean, Mike's uh, Mike did extremely well in the first play. He read he read the coverage right. They had it, you know, pretty much zoned off uh, correctly, and you know, really just getting out of the pocket when he was able to um, is something you need to do to extend plays. And generally, when you extend the plays, the receivers find openings. And when you have a quarterback that can, can extend it as long as Mike can and can throw it all over the field, it, it's even better. So he found Darrell in the back of the end zone, which is a great catch, great throw. Uh, then get the 15-yard penalty to boot, so that was great. And then at the end of the game, with um, you know they doubled uh, Darius for the first time, I believe, in the game, and we had a play called for him as a primary. And you know he goes through his progression after that. Not much is there, and again, being able to get out of the pocket, extend the play, and then take off. And uh, Mike's dangerous with the with the ball running, and you know particularly near the goal line. And then the effort. I mean, you can slow it down and pause it and. There's two linebackers there in between him and the goal line, and not every quarterback in the league just takes both of them on and tries to score, and he's one of the few that will. And uh, obviously we're, that's why we all love Mike, his competitiveness and his, his uh, throw, out, throw his health out the window when, he, when he's near those situations. And it's, it's an awesome sight to see, and we're obviously very grateful to have him and grateful that he comes out of those plays uh, unscathed. Yeah, you're, you're so correct there. It's a great play to watch, but slow it down and watch it, and you'll appreciate it even more because of uh, the effort he put into it for sure. Uh, is he running more, or it seems to me that he's running more the last three or four games. Has that been by design, or is it just what's been there for him to take? We've called a couple runs for him, um, but other than that, no, it's him either going through his progression and not finding something that he likes, which, you know, I'll slow the play down too and watch it and I can assure you there's times where he should just still get through his progression and throw the ball but uh, he it's either a, you know a guy's in his face he doesn't quite see it the same um, but 
when you're when you have you have a unique skill set of being able to move move the chains with your legs sometimes it's you know that's in the back of your mind that you know you can you can make things happen so um i think mike's feeling pretty good too i think early in the year there was a little thing slowing him down and uh now there's nothing and he's uh taking advantage of it when the, when the defense breaks down. Talking with Eskimos head coach Jason Moss on the Eskimos show tonight. You mentioned earlier, Jason, uh, Grant Shaw's game. 50-yard, um, almost 51-yard punting average, a 71-yard kickoff average, a couple of extremely well-placed punts. As you mentioned, his best game of the year so far. Has he been struggling in your mind up until now? Um, yeah, I mean, we had, we had talked about a couple weeks ago that he wasn't kicking up to his capabilities early parts of the year, but we also looked at our what we do as a as a special teams unit to help him and we decided to kind of simplify some things for him to get some things out of his mind and just let him play play the way he's capable of playing and, and play more to his strengths which is just kick the ball in certain spots and kick the ball a certain way so he's gone back to doing that and he's worked extremely hard over the last two weeks to to get back in that mind frame and uh, I think you saw the fruits of that uh, this game where he was able to just put everything out of his mind and kicked his strengths and obviously when he's kicking like that there's not very many better than him in our league so uh it was a it was great for our team and obviously much needed because he flipped the field a couple times when you didn't think it was quite possible he 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 flipped the the momentum and the, the field position which is always huge in a tight game the other half of your kicking team sean white went over a thousand points in his uh, cfl career in the game on friday uh went three for three it must be so comforting as a coach to know that it doesn't really matter what the situation is you throw him out there to kick a field goal and there's three points on the board no matter what yeah no i mean at the beginning of the game he tells me what he's he's good at range wise based on the weather and when he tells me those marks when we come close to those marks he knows he's going in i have no hesitations i don't care who the returner is in our league you know, I, I feel like he's going to be the one making the kick. So I don't worry about the negative aspect of missing. So he's uh, he knows that. He knows I have a lot of faith in him. We have a lot of faith in him. Um, and he's just done a tremendous job for us so far this year, and I know it's going to continue. And uh, obviously, again, grateful that to have a guy of his caliber kicking for us. How about Mike Miller continuing on special teams? Uh, four special teams tackles on Friday night. I think he's got 10 in the last three games now. His, uh, he's just taken off in the last little while. Yeah, I know. Mike Mike was slowed a little bit through training camp with some stuff that he was going through and then, you know, early parts of the season. But I think he's feeling his own now and getting back to the Mike that everybody knows of him, uh, special teams-wise. I mean, he's a demon on him and, uh, you know, takes great pride in those units. And uh, it's obviously, you know, showing up now lately. And But we have all know what he's capable of. And, um, you know, we look for even bigger and better things from Mike for the rest of the year, just being consistent like he is. Guys are getting some time off now. How important is that at this stage of the season with an extremely long week and a chance to let them get away and do something away from football? Yeah, I mean, it's it's nine game. We're nine games into the season. I mean, they don't know need to know, remember how to catch the ball and throw the ball and, and move around. I think they all get it. What they need more than anything right now is rest mentally and physically because – down the stretch, we're not going to. We're going to have some normal weeks now. Where we're not going to have the five, you know, game in five days from playing, and you know, we have more normal weeks coming up. So, guys are going to start getting their health back and getting used to things. But this was kind of our last extended break before our bye, um, you know. And I think it's much needed going into the face Calgary. It's a physical football team we're going to face, and you know, I want our guys to be as healthy and mentally and physically as they can be going into this one. 
Stampeders a week from today, and then of course back uh, back home the following Saturday. What did what did Labor Day mean to you as a player? Uh, I mean everything. I mean it's it's where the it's you know back in the day it was before you know not every game was televised, and you knew that was going to be a big one that was going to be on on TV and you know you got the you got the rivalry feel like like it is in college for the guys that are coming from the states you know it, it, it was the game that felt the most important of a regular season game it's kind of the start of the second half of the season you know the cuts from the NFL are happening all those neat things about our league are happening that time of year uh the weather's changing it starts to get a little cooler you feel you know like football's meant to be played this time of year and uh, of course you know depending on the standings how they are you know, they're either really, you know, tightly contested as far as in the standings are concerned or whatnot. But uh, I thought Labor Day was awesome. I, I, I bought in from right from the beginning of the Alberta rivalry and uh, the Calgary-Edmonton, you know, thing that goes on. And, you know, I, it's a huge game for us this year. And uh, and I know it's the same for them. So, you know, we're, we're excited about this one. And you're facing a real good team. I mean, they've, they've, they've pretty much done everything they wanted to do through the first half of the season this year. Yeah, they've uh, arguably, like I said, a record record shows that they're the best team in the league. And what's great about that is we have something to say for it because they haven't played us yet. Um, you know, and if we if we can win these games, starting with the first one and win the second one, we're right back in the hunt for first place. And that's our goal. That's our goal for the week. So uh, we want to be playing our best football this time of year, and it, it needs to continue against Calgary in order to win these games. Great stuff. As always, Jason, thanks so much for your time tonight, and uh, good luck preparing for the uh, Stampeders. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. This is the Eskimo Show with Morley Scott on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. On a first down, up close to the 40-yard line. And here's the carry. Straight up the middle. Ball comes free. Eskimos have it. Neil King's got the pigskin. The Eskimos take control. The offense coming back onto the field. Willie drops back. Sets and throws. And it is intercepted. Eskimo football coming back the other way. The Eskimos will win this one as Neil King intercepts it. Drops. I'm sure with everyone yelling at him to drop to the ground. Does so at the 28-yard line. And the clock runs out. And the Eskimos will win it. There you go, a couple of early season highlights from Neil King, who just happens to be sitting across the table from me here on the Eskimo Show tonight. Hey, Neil, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks for coming in, appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me. Do uh, you remember those plays? I imagine you would, eh? Yeah, those are definitely uh, some some key plays throughout the course of the season. Uh, definitely exciting and able to to make those plays and you know, can keep make make more of them as the season keeps rolling. Uh, before we talk about the season in general, let's go back to Friday night. Uh, a tough win, good win for for your football club in a game where you guys dominated early and a little hiccup in the third quarter, but we're able to get it back on track in the fourth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, felt like it was a good team win. Um, we came out strong, like we've kind of been starting to preach these last couple of weeks, is just starting fast. Um, as an offense and as a defense and special team. So uh, it was good to get, get get out and get ahead on top of them, and that kind of created a good uh, uh, momentum and set us up, I felt, for the first half. They definitely kind of made a good push in the third quarter, um, but we were uh, we were able to, to fight back that adversity and kind of regain my, uh, momentum as, as the end of the third and uh, beginning of the fourth quarter started rolling on there. So. That, to me, was the most impressive thing. Like, you guys have had a couple games this year where you, you had the lead and let it slip away or came back and won it but still had a big lead at one time. The Saskatchewan game, obviously, mm-hmm. first time around. The Hamilton game, obviously, earlier this year. But you guys were able – I don't know if you 
took your foot off the gas pedal in the third quarter or if it was just what Saskatchewan did, but whatever it is, you were able to correct it in the fourth quarter, which is obviously pretty key. Yeah, absolutely. Like they, they were, they, they had an onside kick, um, so they were able to get kind of back-to-back possessions and kind of gain some momentum. So um, it, it wasn't that we were taking uh, our foot off the gas. It was just that our, uh, we, our defense was on the field for a couple possessions there. They really maintained a lot of ball possession mm-hmm. in that third third quarter, right? So um, once our offense got back on the field, I felt like they got that momentum back and we were able to get rolling and, and get in the end zone again. It's hard to dominate for 60 minutes. It really is, you know, and, and uh, the, they're all professional athletes uh, that are on the field, so they're going to make plays. They're going to gain momentum. It's, it's, it's the adversity that you have to fight through as a team and as a defense to you know, to stop the bleeding, kind of put up that wall and just say, no, you know, you got to get get off the field and uh, get the offense the ball. Uh, in the fourth quarter, both the offense and the defense made great plays to get it back on track. And I guess that, that's, you know, it hasn't been a lot of games this year. Last week in Toronto, uh, this week, where, where offense and defense have been kind of helping each other out a little bit. Usually it's, you know, offense is putting up points because they have to or defense is making stops because they have to. It's nice to have both team, both sides of the ball kind of working in sync. Yeah, absolutely. That's just, that's, uh, a good team and good continuity football. Um, uh, once you kind of start hitting those strides and those uh, phases throughout the course of a season, you really realize how dangerous uh, we are as a team. And uh, we really just kind of keep the keep the ball rolling. The offense has been extremely productive these last couple of weeks. And uh, same thing with the defense. We've been able to, to, to stop offenses, get off the field, and get the ball back to our offense so they can keep the momentum rolling and kind of keep putting up points like they have. That's kind of the key with that offense. Just give them the ball, and they're going to give you a big cushion to work with. That's, they're, they're really good at what they do. Uh, Mike Riley's in, in complete control of that offense, and you've seen what he was doing on uh, against Saskatchewan last game. So he's incredible athlete to watch he's you got receivers running backs uh, our depth is very good so it's like you said it is very exciting to watch that offense go to work every every day the defense over the last probably four games has had a big turnaround much much better much tighter mm-hmm, absolutely um really we've just uh we're, we're starting to gel um i think as a team and as as a defense specifically um bringing brandon thompson in was uh was was definitely very good to get some good veteran presence again in the secondary um, him and Cord Parks have been playing lights out on the field side. Same with uh, Marcel and Patty on the weak side. So um, we're really just kind of we're gelling at the right time. Um, communication has been great. We're, we're continually growing, and that's the biggest thing throughout the course of the season is just the growth and, uh, and accepting the process of a football season because it's not always going to start good, but you want to make sure you hit your strides around Labor Day and, and you want to be playing your best football around this time and at the end of the season. Uh, and that's the key. Uh, and going into probably the second half of the year, you want to start to peak, and maybe you guys are starting to do that right now. You've won three in a row, and pretty safe to say you're playing your best football right now. Absolutely. Um, you know, definitely early bumps. Uh, had some bumps early in the season, but you know, it's we we got the right group of guys that has just kind of stayed focused and and as committed to the process of just showing up to work and getting better every day. So. You're seeing the results of that now. Um, like you said, the last three, four weeks on defense, we've been uh, we've been pretty pretty locked down, and we've been getting turnovers, uh, creating plays, and you know it's just uh, it's it's been a lot of fun to be out there with all those guys. Uh, I know you weren't here last year, but the defense is starting to resemble that defense a little bit more in the way they're they're getting the ball back and they're making those big key plays at the right time like we saw from the defense last year. Yeah, um, we're like I said, we're just gelling. We're 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 making it difficult. Uh, for offenses to move the ball, um, a lot of the possessions uh, and points that Saskatchewan had were were on uh, penalty aided drives, I guess you could say. And so, being able to limit that and and controlling our discipline, which has been a continual focus for us 
um, through these last three, four, five weeks um, has been huge. So if we can kind of just limit the, those mistakes and uh, we'll, we'll be off the field even more and make it even more difficult for offenses to move the ball. Eskimo safety, Neil King with us in studio tonight on the Eskimo Show. We're going to head to the 630 Chad 24-hour news center and hear from Randy Kilborn. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about, uh, I don't know, we'll talk about microphones on players. We'll talk about the Battle of Alberta. We'll talk about Chad Brownlee. All that and more as we continue. It's the Eskimo Show with Neil King on 630 Chad. You're listening to The Eskimo Show on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. Riley drops, looks to his right side, now gets some pressure. He'll run to the right side. He's got a couple of riders chasing him. Riley will wait, throw. He's going to the back of the end zone. <laughs> Touchdown, Darrell Walker. Mike Riley, all sorts of patience to hang on to the football. He used his legs to buy some time, used his arm to put six points on the board. From the seven for the Eskimos, who lead by three. There's Riley dropping back, looks to the right, looks to the left. Is he going to keep it again? Looks like it. Riley's going to run, tries to dive to the end zone, but does he get in? We don't see a signal yet from the officials. There we go. Touchdown, Eskimos. Mike Riley does the work himself and takes it to the end zone. There you go, Mike Riley doing what Mike Riley does, making plays, especially with his feet on Friday night, uh, making uh, two touchdowns possible because of it. Uh, In studio with us tonight on the Eskimo Show, it's Eskimo Safety, Neil King. Hey, Neil, thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. Mike Riley, when you see him make a play, especially his touchdown, what's the feeling? You guys are on the bench, you're watching that. What's the feeling when you see him make that kind of an effort? make that kind of a play to get a touchdown uh, it, it's incredible to watch um it's you, you kind of just like sit back and you draw your jaw kind of drops and you're just like holy did he just kind of do that right so that was really kind of just what resembled who mike riley is um you know both those both those big plays when he was able to get out of the pocket walker was able to kind of come from the other side of the field so you just kind of see how um how all those receiving cores can just kind of improvise on, on certain plays too right so um, for Riley to get out of the pocket, to make that incredible cross-body throw, which was, I don't know, like 30, 40 yards yeah. or something like that yeah. across his body to the Plus back of the end zone. Plus 15 yards deep in the end right? zone, yeah. So um, it was it was pretty incredible um, for Walker to be there to make that make that play. And then just the straight determination on Riley's run to get out of the pocket and, and be determined enough to get into the end zone to make that play. So it, it was just really was... Uh, iconic and it just kind of symbolized who Mike Riley is. Yeah, absolutely. That's the best way to put it. It's just Mike Riley being Mike Riley yeah. for sure. Tell me, when you guys go back to work this week and you're watching video, will there be videos of that? Will you guys look at that and talk about that and just kind of say, hey, this is Mike Riley? Um, it's just the, the legend of Mike Riley yeah. continue to grow. Yeah. You know, continually grows. Um, he's every week, if we were, we, we definitely um, circle plays and, and we highlight plays in, in the defensive room and in a team room. Um, but he's just doing that week in and week out. So that's just kind of who he is and that's the type of player he is. So um, we definitely, we, we look back at, at the good plays. We look back at the bad plays and, and know what we got to fix and we got to learn from. 
Do, how much interaction is there between offense and defense during the week? Uh, obviously, on the field, you guys are playing each other, but I, I always think it's, it's kind of like two teams, right? You guys, defense goes to their meetings, offense goes to their meetings, and they kind of meet on the field and go head to head a little bit. Um, yeah. What's what's the what's the the dynamics like in um, the dressing room between offense and defense? It's it, it, it pretty much is that once once you start getting into your game plan. Um, you really just focus on what your responsibility is, um, and as a defense, as a safety, that's that's you know we focus on the opposition, um, offense, and same thing as our offense does. So we're definitely in meetings at different times. We kind of all travel together, really as a group. As defense travels with defense, we we only really um, once once we get onto the field is when you know we're all together competing against each other. But it's it's a great group of guys. Like it's super, it's a great locker room, um, and, and it really has been a fun year. Does the O and the D still battle for chicken on? Oh, yeah, we yeah. we battle every week. Yeah, yeah every yeah. every day. And chicken too. still on, chicken dinner still. Yeah, on the still got uh, <laughs> chicken dinner. There's uh, one of the restaurants caters for us, and he's he's done an incredible job for us all year. So, but it's definitely every day too is compete day, and it yeah, gets, it and, gets pretty heated sometimes and just to, to tell everyone what goes on there you guys in your scrimmage session uh you keep track of yeah. who wins each play right yeah and, it's uh, uh down and distance uh second and tens first and tens offense there, there's rules it's not yeah. just going out there yeah and playing the, you're not playing have, the schoolyard here yeah, right, right. Yeah. there is set rules so um and if you if there's a penalty if there's an offside you automatically lose the play so there's it's there, there's all sorts of stuff like that so every every week has come down to one or two plays yeah every single week so that's how competitive and how, um, how how we are kind of as a team. It's been fun. And if the defense wins, the offense is writing a check for the chicken, right? Yeah, That's everyone's. It's yeah. it's it's how it works. So um, if if you lose, you got to pay ten bucks yeah. each player, and it's yeah. it, it goes into to the pot. So oh, that's cool. That's cool. I, I guess you got to. It's a long pr- practice week, isn't it? I mean, that, that's a difference. A lot of people have the hockey mindset. You know, in Canada, where you play, you know, every other day, sometimes back to back, three and four nights, sometimes mm-hmm. four and six nights. But you got usually on a good week, a week between, and I guess you got to keep the competitive juices going during practice, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's definitely a different sport um, than hockey and and all those other, you know, basketball where you can play, you know, two, three, four games a week. Uh, football is very specialized in the sense where you, you take such a physical beating throughout the course of a game, throughout the course of a season, and just how hard you typically run that you, you got to have, you know, one game a week. So a lot of it comes down to preparation as well, um, scheming, uh, getting a game plan. That's, where, that's really where a lot of the time uh, gets put. Um, and really just getting our game plan and, and learning our executions throughout the course of the week so we can execute it as, as uh, efficiently as possible come game day. Uh, we were talking earlier. Uh, did you watch the game last night, the the Hamilton Calgary game? Yes, I watched first uh, the a bit of it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the microphones on the quarterbacks and the coaches. If they were to put a microphone on Neil King, what would people hear? Oh, uh, uh, I. I it, it would be interesting. I definitely. Uh, I, I don't run my mouth. I don't chirp or do anything like that. I'm. I'm kind of. Uh, I, I. I go out there and I make sure everyone's lined up. Um, I'm continually talking to to the secondary, to the linebackers, making sure everyone's on the same page, uh, getting the calls, getting the checks. So you'd really just hear a lot of communication coming out. Um, mm-hmm. you, you, you'd kind of get to understand who I am sort of as a player with anticipation and kind of trying to uh, see what the offense's game plan is and what they're trying to do. Um, so it's just you, you just hear me having a lot of fun out there. That's yeah. one of the biggest things, just kind of having a blast and out there with uh, with the boys having fun. Did you see anything last night that surprised you, or hear anything last night that surprised you with the with the microphones on the quarterbacks and the coaches? Um, nothing that really surprised me. It was I thought it was kind of cool to to see the 
the play calls and kind of understand that in, how in depth a lot of that stuff is. I think a lot of people don't <clears> understand. <throat> Um, you know what each what really goes into every single play and the amount of detail from blocking to receivers to alignments to shades uh, on the linemen linebackers all sorts of that stuff really comes into play with every single play call now I know you've you've heard play calls and I don't know how it works so much on the defensive side but uh, did you understand what they were saying no, no. Because every uh, team's different, right? And, every team's different. Every team has their own language yeah. and their own code, really, right? So um, there's there's some trans- translations, you know, where there's just, you know, the guy tells you to run a post or stuff like that. It's kind of very common throughout the course of the league. But each team has their own um, language and their own identity and their own play calls. So um, it really just sounds like gibberish to a lot of people, yeah. but it really does is very detailed in every single word that he says. Blue wagon wheel, forty-seven signal. Like, yeah, who yeah. knows what's going on? Who knows on, right? what it's, that actually means? But it's yeah. huge implications to the blocking receivers, everyone. Let me ask you this: If I'm a defensive coordinator and I take the tape of that TSN game last night and I watch it over and over and over again, do I get some kind of competitive advantage from it? Can I figure it out? Uh, it's you don't know what he's saying in the huddle when you're actually playing him, mm-hmm. you know? So um, I, I don't really think so. Um, you know, I think e- offenses are very multiple. They can change week in and week out. So um, you, you can change your language on a week-to-week basis offensively and defensively. So um, I don't know. I guess that's up to the defensive coordinators yeah. to, to go out and try and crack that puzzle. But, it's probably uh, more work than it's worth, I yeah, would imagine, absolutely. trying and, to figure and, it out. You know, and, you, you don't want to waste so much time trying to uh, get lost in what other people do where you want to just focus on what you do and uh, and your level of execution as well. I guess that's a question I'll have to ask Mike Benavides this week because he gets set go. to play the Calgary Absolutely. You can ask Peters, him, eh? absolutely. So we'll, we will indeed uh, hit him up with that one and see what he <laughs> says about it. Uh, what's Mike Benavides like? I mean, uh, is he as entertaining as a defensive coordinator as he was as a television analyst for the last year? I don't know how much you saw of him on TV, but we watched him every week on TV. I really enjoyed his work. I, I, I love talking with him just, you know, after practice or whatever, having a good conversation with him. He's, he's, a, he's a pretty smart guy. Obviously, when it comes to football, and very animated. I, loved, you know, I was just watching the game again this morning. You know, the backwards hat, the sharpie stuck yeah, up the side, totally. and everything, and the headphones on. Uh, he looks like he's a guy who really loves his job. He, he really does, and you can tell that he's having a lot of fun. Um, you know, you see him and Odell dancing every once in a while. So uh, you you, it, you tell he's having a lot of fun, and it really comes down uh, right to us. Um, he's a great coach. He's got a, He's very smart in what he does. Um, getting into uh, his playbook and throw the, as we're getting later into the season, it's been a lot of fun to kind of see how uh, he prepares for each week. Um, he's got a great game plan uh, going into every single week, and we're continually growing as players and as a coaching staff uh, to get better every week. So he's been a blast, uh, and we're really excited about where we're going right now. Who was your DC last year? In uh, Orlando Steinar. Or, oh, that's right, Orlando yeah. Steinar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, big difference between the two. Uh, definitely different styles. Um, every coach has their own style yeah. and their own path of what they feel is right and how to get the job done. So, um, it's definitely uh, took me a little bit to kind of just get used to how things were. But that's what training camps for and early mm-hmm. parts of the season is, right? So I really feel like 
we're, uh, we're, we're all gelling right now as a defense, as a coaching staff, and we can really tell just everyone's having a lot of fun. Everybody yeah. preached patience the first three or four games yeah. of the year, and it's paid off now because obviously the defense is getting a lot closer to where it wants to be. Absolutely, and it's not going to – with new coaching, it's, it was a whole new coaching staff, mm-hmm. a whole you know not a whole group of new players, but a lot of very key players that were coming in that were new. Um, so you really just did need to, to just stick – to the path and stick to the commitment of the process of a football season. It's not going to be uh, going. Things aren't going to be going your way from day one. You know, you kind of got to commit to it. You got to commit to just getting better and showing up to work every day and uh, working on getting better as an individual and as as, as a team. So um, I feel like we're, we've been doing that and things are starting to get rolling now. It's been fun. Um, we got Neil King in studio with us. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will uh, talk more with the Eskimos' safety. In fact, we'll find out what a safety's job is and why it's called that. I think it's pretty easy to tell once you hear the description, but uh, we'll talk more about that with Neil King when we come back. It's 845. This is the Eskimo Show on 630. This is the Eskimo Show with Morley Scott on Eskimos Radio. 630. Hey, everybody, we got some more time with Neil King in studio tonight on the Eskimo Show. We're talking before the break about a safety. Uh, that's the position you play. How would you describe that, if you had to describe what a safety is in football? Um, the safety, uh, he's the deepest guy in the, in the secondary. Um, what, one of my main responsibilities is just alignment, making sure that the play calls come in, making sure that, that the whole secondary from the whole width of the field, because it's extremely loud. Um, there's, a lot, there's a lot of stuff going on throughout the course of a play, so it's making sure everyone gets lined up and gets in their pre-snap kind of positions and alignments. But when it comes to safety, you really just you're the last man. Um, you got to make sure you're you're 100% on all your tackles, the on on the runs mm-hmm. that kind of squirt through the line. Um, when it comes to coverage, uh, you know we all have our responsibilities in the secondary. But if if something were to pop through, or if if someone were you know a guy just were to run free, I got to be able to to recognize that and really just have the back of every player uh, on defense. You know, yeah. if someone else makes a mistake, then, you know, I, I got to be there to clean up and, and to make sure that the next play happens. Everybody reads the plays. It's developing, obviously. Yep. But the safety, I imagine, more so than anybody because you got to be ready to swing left or swing right Absolutely. or go straight ahead, whatever, yeah, the, key, whether whatever the call wh- may be. Yeah, whether it's a run, whether it's a pass. Um, if it's a pass, whether you're reading routes, whether you're reading the quarterback, um, you know, there, there's a lot of things, the, the demeanor of receivers as they're running their routes and, and route combinations that will kind of help me uh, get to the spot where I got to be uh, when the time of the ball gets there. And this is your first year playing full-time defense, right? Uh, yes. So obviously it's a big learning curve for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the learning curve has been every single year in the CFL for me um, since since I got drafted to Hamilton. Um, you know, I've just been a sponge in in learning what the CFL is about and about the, the, the combinations, the offenses. Uh, when I was in Hamilton, Coach Steinauer does a great job coaching and developing players. So I felt like that was a great learning curve for me. I was just waiting for my opportunity uh, to come in and, and to be able to play defense and to be able to kind of make uh, make an impact on, on defense. How's the move to Edmonton been? I mean, you're sitting across me, you're, you're wearing an Eskimo shirt, an Eskimo, I don't know if your sweatpants have an Eskimo logo on them or not, <laughs> but uh, obviously you grew up cheering for the Eskimos. Has it been everything you'd hoped it could be moving into that dressing room? Yeah, it's, it's been incredible. Um, you know, this is, this is really why I came here to Edmonton was to, was to play football and, and to grow with these guys in the locker room and, and grow for, for the city. This has been, you know, growing up watching Eskimos was, was incredible. So to be able to, 
to put that helmet on and to put that practice jersey on and, and, and go, you know, play football and represent this team in this city has really been awesome for me. Uh, Experience-wise, and you know, I just uh, I just take it all in every single day, and just try and focus on getting better and and uh, keep 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 this ball rolling with these wins. How many games did you play with the Ticats in Edmonton? Did you play all three? Defense? Yeah. Well, no, just in Edmonton. Just how many times did you come to Edmonton? Uh, Yeah, I came here every time. All three games. All All three three games. games. Uh, I was definitely I was uh, special teams. Yeah. uh, When 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 I was. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Uh, and so that must have been a cool experience just to come come to Commonwealth as a CFL player, and then. This year, as an Eskimo, how was it coming out of that tunnel, going out for your first game? I, I love our pregame. Um, it's awesome. It's it's a blast to come out of that tunnel. Um, the whole warm up process, just just everything involved with it, with you know playing in, in the stadium, really means a lot to me. And when I was in Hamilton coming over here, this was definitely the biggest game for me throughout the course of the season. Mm-hmm. Was just to kind of play in front of the city and play in front of the fans that that I grew up playing with. It was definitely it was kind of tough for them not cheering for me when I was playing for Hamilton but you know they're they're very loyal fans and um, it's just been really cool to to be on the right side of the ball this year. Yeah, and was that game in Guelph in the rain yeah. your first CFL game? Yeah, that was second my week of the season. Second week of the season, that was my first CFL game. Uh, I dressed. I had, I had an injury uh, in training camp, mm-hmm. so I missed the season opener. Yeah, uh, but I was able to come back and and dress for that game. So that monsoon game. Yeah, was the first game I've ever played. Got to play uh, against your brother and against yeah. your your team basically yeah. in your first yeah. game. So, so I, that, I had uh, to. Yeah, that was kind of cool. To. I know uh, mom and dad were there, and you, I I still remember doing the post game <laughs> show, water just soaking wet, and you guys down on the field taking pictures down yeah. the end zone, which that is uh, which is kind of cool. Now you're moving on to something else, though. It's a Labor Day classic. Hey. It's a Labor Day classic deal. Are you it. excited for this? Yeah, exactly. You know, this is a huge part of the season. Um, Labor Day is, is kind of where you circle, where it's the Battle of Alberta. It's something that I grew up playing against, even when I was playing with the Wildcats going down. Uh, you know, there's always that rivalry between Calgary and, you know, they're, 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 they're a really good team right now. So uh, we, we got to make sure we have a good game plan just stay focused and, you know, uh, go out there and execute. But it's going to be an exciting game and, you know, I can't wait for Monday. Uh, yeah, that's it's, it's always been a special game and to be a part of it, I'm sure it's going to be fantastic for you. Uh, that's a tough team though, man. They're 7-1-1 one and one, and as we talked to Jason Moss earlier tonight in the show, he said the record says they're the best team in the league. So we haven't played them yet, so we can go in and take them down a notch, but mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be a challenge. Yeah, it's you know, every week you kind of got to approach it the same sort of way. Um, playing a team that has the best record, you know, they are technically the best team in the league right now. So um, we just got to be very disciplined in when we go and when we play them. They're they're a good team, so we just got to make sure that we don't make mistakes that, that benefit them because when good teams and good offenses have second chances due to penalties or sort of errors like that, then it, it makes it difficult to stop them. But, you know, we're going to have our hands full this week, but it's going to be a, a great preparation week, and we're excited for the for the challenge. I know you know, and I know I know, but I'll, we'll make sure we tell everybody out there, this is not your usual 2.30 start like we're used to on Labor Day for the last many years. Uh, it is a, an early start. It's going to be a 1 o'clock start, so 11.30 for the Challenge Insurance Group pregame show with myself and Dave Campbell. Uh, and uh, they're moving it because the Argos and Ticats are going into prime time this week, uh, this year on, on Labor Day. So they flip the two games in the time. So a little bit earlier starts. You're going to have to head, if you drive, you're going to have to head to Calgary just a little bit earlier than you than you have in the, in the years past. And if you're going to uh, watch it or listen to it, you got to get your chores done a little earlier than you have in the past as well. Eskimos and Stampeders. And then uh, the return match, of course, the following Saturday on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. Now, uh, coaches have been pretty busy, I imagine, the last few days getting game plans together and cutting up film players who've just had 
days off to rest and relax and recoup. What's it been like to get almost a mini bye week here between your two bye weeks? Uh, it's been good. It's been very refreshing. Um, being able to just kind of step outside and uh, kind of just get the mind off a little bit, just kind of relax. Um, we had some short weeks the last three, four weeks, so we kind of just got to grind those through, grind those weeks out. Um, but it's been good. You get to get to give your body a rest. Um, you just kind of get to you know sleep in, just catch up, take care of the body, and uh, it's 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 been good to have this uh, couple days. You're playing special teams as you always have, and you're playing defense for the first time on a full time basis. Does how's the body feel now, halfway through a season, compared to the last three years, halfway through a season? Um, it's you know I feel like I'm I'm uh, I'm, hang- I'm my body's staying pretty healthy throughout the course of the season uh you know you get your bumps and your bruises but you know that's just uh that comes with the sport so uh it's it, it's been good i felt like our training staff has done a great job taking care of all the players um i'm a, I'm a pretty uh, uh i like to stretch and roll out and kind of take care of the body as best you can so i feel like that's helped a lot uh for my recovery uh throughout the course of the season so um it's it's been good and it's kind of that's the name of the game is just to stay healthy and and just get through every single week yeah i, I think it was uh, former coach cabus reed who had the line and he always talked about it playing a football game is like being in a car accident multiple and, yeah and in two days you're stiff and you're sore yeah. and it takes you two or three days to get out of it and that's what always made this week a challenge especially when they played monday and friday now it's monday saturday so you get an extra day but mm-hmm. this is probably the toughest week because they're going to be physical football games for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but you just got to go out there and lay it all out, uh, really, and uh, just kind of rehab your body as best you can. Like you said, it's uh, you get into a bunch of car crashes throughout the course of a football game, but you're a little stiff uh, afterwards, and you know for a couple days. But once you get the body moving again, and and you kind of get a couple workouts in, jump in the ice tub, and and kind of give the body a good rehab day. Uh, I feel like I respond pretty well to. How tough is that ice tub to get into? Oh, I love it. I oh, love really? It. I, it's once you once you realize how good it is, yeah. um, and how much it actually helps. Uh, it's uh, I, I'm in there every single day. Really? So I eh? feel like it uh, it helps me, and it just helps me recover, keep the legs fresh, and you know get ready for another another week. And we're not we're not saying ice tub means that's an ice tub. It's a tub full of ice, yeah, right? It's, it's, and that's yeah, it's cold. Oh, extremely man. cold. Extremely man. cold. Uh, so. I know we got a couple minutes left here. I want to hear about uh, your break. You had uh, a few days off. Uh, you and the fellows went up north to Bonneville. Yeah, it was. Tell me uh, about it. it. It was a great trip. Uh, we went up with uh, Sean White, Justin Sorensen, and uh, Darrell Walker. We went to the Chad Brownlee concert up in Bonneville. So um, it was kind of everything was uh, hooked up through Sean White and. Uh, it was just a blast. We went up there, just the, the four of us got to meet and greet Chad Brownlee. Uh, we were backstage, uh, saw him warm up. Just he's an incredible, incredible artist. Uh, to see him live, uh, right in front of us, backstage, uh, was was pretty cool, and it was a pretty uh, pretty cool experience. And you're a country music guy, so it meant a lot to you, then. Eh? Yeah, it was it was awesome. I love country. I love good music. So um, he had some great songs. I'm definitely uh, a, a bigger Chad Brownlee fan than I was uh, a couple days ago. So. Excellent, excellent. Well, so, what do you got in your iPod? Is it all country, or do you got everything? Oh, I got, I got a little bit of everything. Um, got country, got you know some rock, got some R&B, some techno, all sorts of stuff. It's kind of whatever mood I'm feeling. Yeah. Throughout the course. You of got it. You got a, you got a game day playlist that you. Yeah, there's a game day playlist. Yeah. There, there's what, a game day playlist. What's on that? Some, what's some uh, of the stuff on that? You know, off, oh, off the top man, of your head. Off the top of my head, it's it's. Uh, it's, I don't know. There's not a lot of mellow stuff, I'm guessing. No, there's not a lot of mellow stuff. It's it's kind of one of those get focused, kind of get your mind into uh, into a good place for for the battle that's kind of about to come through the course of a football game, right? So, 
Uh, but yeah, it's uh, got some good tunes. Yeah, excellent. I love how music plays a role in anything you do. Absolutely. It, it, is, uh, yeah. it is a great, I'm a big music fan too, so that's excellent. Neil, thanks for coming in, man. I appreciate it. It was, uh, it was great to spend an hour with you and uh, getting to know you a little bit better. Uh, good luck to you. Enjoy yourself on Monday. So it's, it's a lot. It's still a week away, but I know uh, I know it's going to be. Yeah. Everybody's thinking about it. Everybody's Absolutely. talking about it already. And it's uh, you're playing well. Stamps are playing well. Should be a good couple of games back to back. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. It's uh, great. It's great to come see you anytime, more. There you go. That is uh, Neil King, Eskimo safety. Uh, we won't have an Eskimo show next Monday night because we got a football game next Monday. 11:30 for the pregame show. One o'clock for the kick off. I think we're going with the Eskimo show on Tuesday night next week, so uh, stay tuned for that. Eskimos and Stampeders. Hey, it's Labor Day, everybody. What more could you ask for? Both teams playing well, and a uh, chance for the Eskimos really to rattle some cages in Calgary with a win over the Stampeders. That's it for tonight. Thanks for joining me. My name's Morley Scott. Have a great night, everybody.